up, you filthy animals. <laughs> How's my buddies over at the R2 Sonic Campfire doing today? Never know. Keep them warm. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. You guys should come. You're my good luck charm, man. I always catch fish with you guys. Is, is there room on the bus? Because I look at you guys, and the, the eight or nine of you guys impressed me a lot. You know, because I first Stop ran it. <laughs> okay. Will not agree. You know. No, go on. You guys. Yeah. Um, I don't do advertising. You're not going to see me on billboards or in newspapers, classifieds, none Podcasts. of that. Well, yeah, there's that because, you know, you guys are awesome. But, uh. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's comforting to know in case I say something stupid. No, no yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like, you're hearing it. Real that's kind of our thing, so yeah. don't step on our turf. Yeah, come on. Man. <laughs> oh, man, I hope I, I hope I don't. What we're saying is actually new, so uh, that's why we're fumbling a little bit. But it, it's going to sound amazing. Welcome back to the Rutten River Pursuits podcast. Podcast. We're home for the Sonic Campfire. This is Reality Outdoor Radio, where our mission is to get you in the outdoors by connecting you with the people, skills, and products you can trust. You can trust them. Mm-hmm. I'm Steve. Hey, I'm Ryan. This is Pick. I'm Catfish. Brad. It's Bucky. And I'm Kevin. What's How's it going, going on, guys? boys? Who? Hey. Wait a minute. I heard an extra name, Stevie. <laughs> What'd you do, Steve? I'm confused. Shoot three times in the air. Well, so... So last week, we started some musky talk, right? Well, and, and it, mostly Bucky it, started it. Well, here we go again. I don't want to. I don't want to go there. I don't. I don't want to bring. I don't want to get Bucky upset. I know that. I don't want to bring it up, but I'm going to bring it up. Nobody we started talking about muskies and some some certain. Uh, you want me to admit it all over again, Stevie? Is that what you're no, after? I don't. Uh, I, I don't. All right. <laughs> but it 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 really uh, it it caused a buzz, if you will, and one of our uh, our guests and a really good friend of the show, uh, our mutual friends, Derek Keller. Oh yeah, and, oh. yeah. Ah, the musket yeah. slayer, troublemaker, <laughs> troublemaker. I'll remember that troublemaker, Derek. Yeah. So Derek introduced us to. Uh, this week's guest, and uh, I don't know of anyone better to talk about uh, musky fishing than a guy that makes tackle for musky fishing. There so we've go. got, hmm. yeah, that's what I'm saying. We've got Kevin Amy from Grim Reaper Lures on the line, and Kevin, thank you for joining the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Oh, our pleasure, it, Kevin. It, hey, Kevin. It sure is. It sure is. So, but before we before we kick it off a little bit here, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your company? Well, um, I grew up fishing a lot uh, here in Eastern PA. Um, fishing a lot of the lakes and Susquehanna and different areas here. But I grew up a lot going up to Thousand Islands up in New York on the Canadian border. Fishing a lot up there. There's muskies and uh, northern pike and largemouth up there. So I grew up fishing a lot. Uh, I had a boat up there. I go up there three or four times a summer, and uh, got uh, interested in in lures and started buying in lots of lures and yeah. and zoning in on certain ones that I liked and started using a particular lure that I uh, started catching bigger and bigger fish, um, larger pike, larger largemouth, twenty-two inch largemouth. I at three or four of them on on one particular lure and and got to be friends with the guy who was making them and 20 years i probably had 60 of his lures and got to be friends with him and talk to him and uh so about three years ago well actually about four years ago i got talking to him again and he's getting up there in age and so about almost three years now i bought the company from him and he Oh. He was around for about six months afterwards, and then he passed away. Oh. Yeah, Sorry. he was. I lost a resource there. He was going to be yeah. a big help in the Midwest because he knew a lot of musky shops in the Midwest. But um, I lost a friend and I lost a, a mentor. But he, yeah. he helped as much as he could. But he was pretty ill there. To, 
it's amazing because he signed the paperwork and he took a quick turn. Yeah. Like, wow. But anyway. Well, um, the good thing is, is is you're taking his company and, and keeping it going. Yeah. So. It sounded like you know he may what? have just been waiting. It was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Because you know how many people have told me that exact sentiment? They yeah. have actually said to me, we are so glad these lures are going to be continued making. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's just, I mean, it just picks you up. When I get a phone call, a guy in New York, in New York City, goes down a cave on Lake in Kentucky. Huh. He goes down three times a year, fishes down there, and he's ordered every month for the last two months. He ordered today, and he's just like, I'm so glad you keep making these. And he, wow. I custom make whatever he wants. Whatever you want, I'll make it. Um, so he makes up his own creations and we, we ship them off. And, um, but yeah, it's, when I started buying them, it was a, it was a lure that was the, the smaller ones that we make, um, was designated for a big bass. It was called, it was a big bass spinnerbait. And mm-hmm. I had two of them. It was a different brand. I had two of them. I couldn't find them anymore. And here they were discontinued. And the, the Bass Pro had just opened up in Harrisburg, and I was in there looking for these lures, and the guy says, oh, they're discontinued. They don't make them anymore. And Isn't I walk around the corner on, it, on an end cap at Bass Pro is Grim Reaper lures. I'm like, that's it. That's <laughs> the lure I'm looking for. So I bought yeah. one, and before you know it, I had you know 40 or 50 of them. <laughs> and it was the one year that Grim Reaper lures was, was in Bass Pro. And that's wow. what I want to get you know, get the company back to being a national company. But, and man, I started catching, you know, lots of, lots of fish. We started half ounce spinner baits and I usually throw the one ounce. Um, it, you get about another 30, 40 feet on your cast. It's worth it. Um, but we go all the way up to two ounce and then we have big, big bucktails that we tie with deer hair. Wow. Well, Kevin, what was it at that end cap at Bass Pro Shops that made you, that, that drew you to Grim Reaper lures? Well, it's the same thing that we have today. It's the recipe, how they're made, and the quality of the materials they're made. Yeah. If you notice a lot of your import stuff, um, they don't even use a real bar, a ball bearing swivel on the main blade on a spinnerbait. It, it's a crane swivel, and it just doesn't have the smooth spinning. Um, these are all ball bearing, American made. Everything on my lure is, is an American made product, and it's just if you use one, you'll go wow. Okay. You know, and you'll start throwing away the junk that you have in your tackle box that you thought was great because these things work <laughs> so much smoother and so much better. Now, um, could could you take a second and describe the difference between the ball bearing swivel versus the crane? I'm pretty sure I've got a tackle box full of the junk crane ones. But <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure. Could you lay well, that I'll out for me? What, What's the difference? Derek, Derek Keller did it the best. He sent me a video. We He custom ordered a, what he called a clown color. You know what a clown crankbait is. That well, makes we made sense that Derek would ask for that. Yeah, it would be Derek, right? <laughs> yeah, that's Derek. Anyway, he wanted a clown-colored, and we're going we're gonna to modify. We're actually going to modify one of our spinnerbaits to be a clown color because we, we have one that's similar. So we're just going to modify a little. We're going to call it clown. And uh, he sent me a video of it, and it's just sitting on his rod, and there's a light breeze, and it's enough for breeze that that blade is sitting there spinning <laughs> real easily. Oh, uh, yeah. Will Miser. And I just, that. he sent it to me to show me the, the lure, and he's like, yeah, these these swivels really work. I'm like, yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, when you know what those swivels cost to be made in America, you understand I can't spell it, send us, you know, you're not going to find my spinner base in the dollar bin at yeah. whatever right. sporting goods, yeah. you know. It, so... Now, is that one of those bladed spinners that's uh, probably pretty good for uh, putting a little, like, curly tail grub on the end, some kind of trailer? Well, all of ours, every one of them, from our half ounce all the way up to our two ounce, they come pre-rigged with a with a grub and a trailer hook on them. Now, can you get the grubs custom made? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm having, I'm actually having a, I had custom molds cut, and I'm making, um a trailer that's going to fit on a treble hook. So it's got a hole in it. Wow. Um, but I also get all the treble or, or all the grubs made, custom made. They're all our own colors and all individual so colors. Here's what I want to do. I need you to in, get some scent injected huh. grubs. And I need okay. Derek's custom clown uh, spinner to have uh-huh. cotton candy scented <laughs> grub 
on there. <laughs> I love it. That's good. I that might eat perfect. that. I was just saying, too many people are going to be eating. That's a fish. That's a fish getter right there. Yeah, I might even eat that though. Heck yeah, you might have to put a warning label on there. Yeah, but you know, going going back to you know, you were talking about the 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 custom, the molds. Uh, you know, we we here at the table have a have a, a custom bait maker, and uh, he calls it the Rytec. <laughs> and we were commenting on like there may not be another lure, color, you know, uh, action out there like the quote Rytec and you're doing the same thing. There may be something out there that a fish has never seen before and it just might be that edge to attract that fish to bite this lure versus any other spinnerbait or any other grub that has crossed that fish, that fish's face in the past. So, um, you know, and any advantage you get, you're going to try to, you know, take that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we have, we have 13 models of spinner baits and 42 different color combinations. <laughs> that's crazy. Right, 500 and some combinations. That's so we crazy. got something for everybody. Yeah, seems. Yeah. How big is the the tackle boxes you sell? Are they? <laughs> <laughs> or can you buy a tackle box that big? I guess. Uh, pretty big. You ever see musky lords? They're big. But yeah, I'm yeah. looking at some here. I'm on your website right now. Nine inches. Uh-huh. Nine yep. inch long bait. Now that you see the nine fifty, that's that's our biggest bucktail. Yeah, heaviest. They they troll that on Lake St. Clair. Ooh, really? Yeah. yeah, Greg Thomas trolls that on Lake St. Clair, and I think the other one is the Mag Willow Blade, which is what? Ah, uh, what's the number on that? Sixteen hundred, fifteen hundred. He he trolls that one too. Um. So yeah, I've got multiple pictures on the website with guys on on Lake St. Clair catching. Wow. Nice big muskies on that night. Yeah, fish. look at it. Ounce and three-eighths. I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see that. Man. Turn that towards me. <laughs> Let, me Let me see it. Yeah. And, and the colors, too. I like. I eat that. I love to say the word color. Yeah. <laughs> but you've got a lot of colors in your yep. coolers, if you will. Mm-hmm. Plenty of them. Yeah, I bought, you know, in the bucktails, I buy so many bucktails. Lots of bucktails. My daughter hand ties all the bucktails. Really? Wow. wow. Nice. Man, you should see you should see some of the fire tiger triple triple colored bucktail hand tied. That girl's good. She makes some amazing bucktails. So yeah, she's gotten real good. Man, this I'm, I'm on your website now. If you got if anyone listening, you got to head to GrimReaperLures.com. This is just pick your shopping carts I, already I, full. I, yeah, this is incredible. <laughs> some of the stuff that you have here. Yeah, the 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 six fifty is our smallest. What we call an inline. Right. Um bucktail and it's 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 bigger than a meps musky killer right um we also kind of have our own trick to making what's called a bulging bucktail you'll notice the hairs on them come out you know at like almost a 40 degree angle or so 35 degree angle as opposed to laying down flat like on most of your commercial bucktails that get tied who knows where in the world yeah but the, we have a way that we tie them and that was part of the recipe we we got with buying the company on how to how to make that bucktail hair flare outward. Yeah, and uh, it's a little bit of a trick, but that's that was one of the best things we do is is make it. And, and a lot of the companies that make bucktails now are just they're making tinsel. There you <laughs> go, oh, tinsel. Yeah. The, yeah, the Christmas, Christmas tree tinsel. Yeah, yeah. Christmas tree tinsel. Yeah, and it's just everybody and they're a dollar a dozen. I mean, there's so many people that make tinsel type bucktails. Yeah. What does that bulging action do, Kevin? Does that uh, trigger the fish? Well, what it what it does is it creates more profile that hides the hook, uh-huh. and it just it makes the profile of the lure bigger. It also, when you pull it through the water, if you're doing um, like a varied retrieve where you're pumping it, bringing it in hard, um, basically what it does is the harder you pull, the hairs fold down a little bit, and then when you slow down, it bulges out back up. Hmm. So Pulse a lot it. of guys can use that. Um, and it flows. It flows through the water. The blade, as the blade goes around it, it'll actually make it kind of ripple as as the blade goes around it. Man. So it pushes it in as as the water pressure from the blade spins around the bucktail. Hmm. So, yeah, I can see that. There's my favorite topwater frogs that I throw. I think work the best when the hooks are completely gone. They're not exposed. 
when it's right. sitting there and the fish is under it, staring at it, like hovering, wondering whether or not to eat it or not. You know, the, the, the sparrow topwater, the popper frog, um, things like that. The, the hooks are really, really well hidden, designed up right. underneath the yeah. legs, and I think it sells it a little bit better. Yeah. 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 So what... So, sorry, Stevie. I'm cutting you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Kevin, what would you say is, or maybe you know this for a fact, what's the biggest muskie? That's been caught on one of your lures, and maybe you caught it. But what's the biggest one? Um, whew. well, I know in early two thousand, I think it was two thousand six or seven. I'd have to look it up. Uh, it's probably on my computer here somewhere. There was a there's an uh, article about it. Um, Tony Grant had the Kentucky state record in um, Cave Run Lake. He had the Kentucky record on a on a spinnerbait Grim Reaper. Wow. Um, I think it was a 50-something. 50, 50 I'll find it while we're 50. talking. But, yeah, he's got, he, he had the Kentucky State record for a while. Um, I think it lasted a couple of years, and then a young girl caught, like a, like a quarter-inch longer, half-inch longer. <laughs> so they catch high 50s on Lake St. Clair on the 950 all the time. Wow. Um, I got a guy that goes up on the Georgian Bay. I think it's called on the, on the north side of uh, one of the Great Lakes, um, and he he trolls mine. He's he's catching them in the high fifties. The break of sixty um, is pretty hard. There's a guy just caught on Cave Run Lake. Um, he caught. He's a, actually a sports writer, and he caught a um, an over fifty muskie. And there's a club on Cave Run. Is that the fish over. finder? That's is that going off? Brian's calling the <laughs> you're, hotline. You're trolling right now, right? Trying to place right? more orders. <laughs> What's, Brian, hang up. Just, the phone. I'll just let the voicemail pick up, and I'll do my order on the That's answer great. machine. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that's that's huge. I mean, fifty plus inch musky. Man, how old is a I fish like that? Yeah, right Tom Gross, uh, Cross, C-R-O-S-S, Tom Cross, um, he caught a 51 and three-quarter on Cave Run Lake. Wow. 51 On our bucktail. An 850. So. Now, is that your is that your top-selling product buck, between bucktails and spinnerbaits? Do you spell, sell more of one than the other? Um, no, I would say spinnerbaits. Okay, Ooh. okay. Yeah, spinnerbaits are a big seller, but the bucktails... You know, in the bucktails, our eight fifty is probably our biggest seller. Okay, um, six fifty is the smaller one. Um, and that's eight fifty is a real good seller. That's about an eight inch. Your eight fifty is an eight inch bait. About um, yeah, I think it's in the seven. seven oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's still yeah. that's pretty that's, significant. Yeah, yeah. significant yeah. lure. Ain't yeah. throwing that with Stevie's trout rod. <laughs> no, four pound. No. <laughs> four pound line. Yeah. It's you know it. it it's It'll funny. I hear so many guys they, they look at our spinner baits and they go, "Wow, they're they're big." And I'm like, "Yeah, we don't catch bait. We, <laughs> yeah. We're not trying to catch bait here, folks. But you know, our half ounce spinner bait, um, I don't go any smaller than half ounce, and you catch a 14 inch large mouth and up, pretty much yeah. on, on that bait. So, Kevin, is that why someone would? Uh, why someone would buy your your line? I mean, they're not not your typical, like you said, they're not your typical spinner baits, not your typical bucktails. Um, what what type of fishermen? Like, if I'm, I'm struggling with a way to word this, but uh, what what would cause someone trigger someone to buy a, a Grim Reaper lure? Because they they absolutely look a lot different than. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to say 90 percent of the spinner baits and bucktails in my tackle box. I mean, they're they're light years better than what I get out of the the bargain table. Well, <laughs> most of the guys using my lure, they're looking to catch. They want to catch a fish of a lifetime, or they want to catch a trophy. They, they want to go out. They want to be able to catch, you know, a 20 inch bass, you know, a 36 inch pike and up. So they want to eliminate the smaller stuff, but they want to have a lure that if they do get that 58-inch pike or muskie on it, you know, the, the lure is going to hold up. 
Right. You use oh, yeah. bargain bargain basement, you know, spinner bait, and yeah. you, you catch you catch a forty two inch northern, you know, on a Canadian trip, and you're you're gonna take a chance of losing that fish. And these guys don't they respect the fish. Most of these places are catch or release, yeah. so they don't want the fish swimming away with the with a broken lure in its mouth. Sure, so, sure. So, Kevin, let me pause yeah. here for just one second. Do you uh, do you have a TV on in the background? I'm I'm hearing somebody else talking. Um, no, I got a two line phone, and sometimes we get crosstalk. Yeah, that I could hear it. So uh, it it yeah. sounds better now. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. About we that. thought it was the podcast police listening in on our call. Yeah, yeah. podcast. Yeah, I kept. That's a buddy of mine. We're we're heading up to Thousand Islands. He's got a place up there. And he was calling, talking to my wife. Oh, I want to hear more about this place. (laughs) Is there there like extra bunks? (laughs) Because that sounds like a fun place to fish. That's outside of Erie, right? It's at at the end of Lake Ontario where the St. Lawrence River starts. Oh, that's why. Okay. So do you just literally, you literally just head north like up the water town? Oh, yeah. it's It's about half an hour past water town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never been and, there, but I hear good things. Huh. Yeah, all, all you it's all you do is go up Northeast Extension, get on eighty one, and go straight. <laughs> yeah, and then you run right into the water. Yeah, you and, run right into it. Yep. Yeah. So, you're not the only it, you know, you're not the only person that has told me to go fish there, and it, they say it's amazing. It is. I mean, I got the guy I was just on the other phone. I mean, he caught a, I think it was a twenty two inch smallmouth on one of my two ounce spinnerbaits. He's a musky mm. fisherman. And wow. throwing a, a two ounce spinnerbait. Thing's Heck. huge. Yeah. And a twenty two inch smallmouth comes up and nails it. Thing and, wow. and a musky <laughs> pulls it in. It's like, oh, it's a smallmouth. Sounds like we need to be running these in the Susquehanna. Uh, yeah. Guys. Yeah. Do it. Let's well, do I, it. Well, I mean that that phone call was my order. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you can you troll these like behind a kayak? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. A lot of guys troll. Um, in fact, the guy was just on the phone, set himself up with um, trolling rig from. There's a guy you know, on Western PA near Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. um, Andy Fat AZ. Uh, he makes all the trolling rod mounts and everything. He set his whole um, tackle boat or his whole boat up, and he trolls. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So you had mentioned that your daughter helps you in the production of these. Is it, who else uh, lends a hand? Is it just you, and you have any other other people helping you? Oh, we um, yeah, we actually do. Um, my wife, my daughter-in-law, and then I have a, a young guy that comes in and and helps. He works for me in woodworking, and he also works for the lure company. Okay. So, yeah, there's actually four or five people that I was going to say. Get their, yeah, with all involved. with all of those colors, um, you'd have a, <laughs> a a need to have multiple people. Yeah. We just had a new store um, called Smokey's Musky Shop, and they had sold Grim Reapers back in the day. Um, the previous owner couldn't keep up, and he kind of dwindled down to his main his main stores. One being um, Ronald and Helen's Musky Shop which sends out a catalog, we're in there. Um, but anyway, Smokey's ordered, and we sent them the order probably five or six weeks ago. They opened up the store two weeks later, had everything stocked. They opened the store up for the spring, and in two weeks, they called us <laughs> and ordered another, and it was this, that order was six times the size of the first order. Wow. What? Yeah, they said <laughs> we just sold them like crazy yeah and wow. yeah we just sent them we just sent them their order they just got it yesterday and they they blew it up they just posted it and said man we finally got it back in stock and it's those hot cake spinners mm-hmm. selling like hot cakes yeah yeah and well they were they were also finding that the the bass guys on the lake were were killing the muskies the musky guys are going out with their big Glide baits and different baits, but the some of the bass guys with their with their spare baits and stuff were actually catching them up. really really well. Yeah. So they wanted to bring in a line, and they didn't like any of the spare baits they had, and they had known ours and they knew they they had used them in the past. And when I contacted them, they were like, "Absolutely perfect timing. We are looking for a high quality spinner bait." And 
So yeah, they're real happy. And and as a lure maker or you know any owner of a company that puts a product out, that has to feel good to know that your product went off the shelf in that short amount of time. Um, so whatever you're doing, it, it it sounds like you're doing it right. People want the exactly. lures, you know, the, 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 the product speaks for themselves. They're catching fish, the quality. So, you know, kudos to you and your crew for, for making a, a great product. It sounds like. Thanks. No, Thanks. I, we went down, we went down and did a, uh, a muskie show down in West Virginia, a Ken Denton, um, muskie club down there does a one day show. So on the way down, I hit a couple of stores on the way down, and one was called McFly's. And I went in and I said, here's, here's our bucktails and our lures, and, you know, introduced myself. He said, well, the young guy said, man, he said, I had somebody in here last year, and they didn't look nearly this quality. So he placed an order, and it wasn't four weeks later, and he was placing another order. There you go. About two times the size of his first order. Where, whereabouts is this shop called McFly's in West Virginia? Um, Do you remember? Uh, there's two musky lakes heading down. Uh, I forget the name of the lakes, but there's two lakes, and and it's right near there. It's McFly. They actually have a couple other locations, but they're more like fly, uh, fly fishing shops. Okay. So, do they but have a one, sign out front of this place that just says hello. "Come in and say hello"? Yeah. McFly. Hello, McFly. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> hello, McFly. 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 <laughs> Anybody home? That's good, but yeah. So yeah, it's 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 really good to have people have shops just and customers calling saying we're so glad you know you're continuing to make the product and it really it really. I I saw that picture on Facebook, and uh, if they sold that, that was a lot of product too. They had so man, they must have they must have blew through that like crazy. They did. Wow. I have a question about your customization. Uh-huh. Um, if if there was something specific that I wanted you to tie on the back of a spinnerbait and I sent it to you, is it something that somebody could have done? Oh, yeah. There was, the- a, there was a guy, I spoke about this maybe three seasons ago on the podcast. There was, there was an old-timer that used to set up in Altoona. Um, and now I got to meet this guy when I was a young kid, and he was fairly old at that point. But he used to set up in Altoona at the Jaffa Musk Sportsman Show. And he made custom musky spinners as well way back then. Um, it was all skunk fur. It's huh. the only thing that he would use is skunk fur because no matter how much you wash a skunk, you cannot get the oil out. He would set up for a three-day, two-day, three-day show, and he'd be sold out the first day. So I have a That's friend. That's probably because it's very difficult to get skunk hair. It is, unless you have I don't a friend. I would even buy it. Well, that's, well, we know a guy. We know a guy. We have a buddy on our podcast that is named Andy Spittle who can get me all the skunks I want. So, My dog tried to get you one last week. Yeah. Did he? <laughs> she, she just brought the stink back. <laughs> Without the skunk. But I, I would love to have a couple of your spinners with that skunk hair on it and just to see now that I'm an adult, if it really was a thing or not. So why not put it on the best spinners there are with yeah. some of the old-timer stuff and put it yeah. together and see if it ain't dynamite. Yeah. So if you get a if you get a 16 by 18 by 24 box, there might be a skunk in it. <laughs> there might be a skunk in yeah, it. Yeah, we so may just, send you the whole skunk, yeah, and you'll have to do <laughs> yeah, the work. You can <laughs> dispatch it, right? <laughs> <laughs> just be aware. Get, get the tail off this skunk. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the ones that the, the ones that actually work the best are all of those little hair follicles right around the vent. Yeah. So we gotta send you the whole thing. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yep. We'll we'll mark the box this end up so you know which way to point it. <laughs> well, do you know why they use deer tail? No, why is that? The tail of the deer is different than the whole rest of the body of the deer. Right. And I forget which is which. One is hollow and one is solid. The deer um, hair in the tail is solid. Yep. And the, 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 the hollow air specs in the deer's hair is actually keeps it not only cool but warm, like insulation. Yeah, but yep. the tail is the solid. So it's the Correct. solid part. The tail is the solid, and that's the only part that works for this. For sure. Yeah. So you got to use the tail. Hmm. 
So I wonder if that applies to a skunk, too. It's very possible. I mean, I, I don't know all the logistics. I just remember this I dude every year. I get close enough year. to find out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew this dude every year sold out of these. He made them all year long. He sold them at that show, and he yeah. went musky fishing. I think that was his whole life. Well, kind of to go along with that, Catfish, like whenever you're making your different lures and all that, like where do you get the inspiration for like the designs? And like from year to year, are you getting input from like people, oh, this is working, so we're going to add this, you know, this hair or this this color to this spinner? Or like how does it work? How do you, how do you keep ahead of the curve, I guess? That's a good question. Oh, well, um, I'll give you an example. We came out with a bucktail called a red horse sucker in Kentucky and Southern Ohio. The, in the creeks, the muskie in the spring are eating the red horse sucker. It's a as the red horse sucker comes up in to spawn, um, it's like a big creek jump, and it has a specific color pattern. And um, Border Sporty Good. Um, is a store that we took on since we, we, one of our first stores that we picked up as new owners. And they said, you know, we got talking to the guy, a great guy. He used to grow up right out his back door growing up as a kid. He used to go down and watch the muskies eating the red horse suckers in the creek in the spring. And he said, I want a, I want a bucktail called a red horse sucker. <laughs> so we did. And wow. we created a red horse sucker bucktail. And then we actually took it into the spinner baits and we took a couple of the spinner baits we had a couple in the 42 that were similar like well this one kind of looks like this one let's let's change it up so we changed one and redesigned it as the red horse sucker and uh actually uh, jim grant of uh, grant fishing rods has actually been catching walleye with it out of the midwest um no kidding yeah he, he said he was fishing <laughs> on a point just nailing them with the one ounce uh, red horse suckers, uh, I think he was using double willow or tan tandem, and uh, he said, "Yeah, the guys were coming by, going, how how you doing?'" He's like, uh, "Not so good. Move along, move along." <laughs> <laughs> Spoke fishing terrible. Yeah, fishing's terrible. Go on, go on. <laughs> so, so if we get if we get him to make a skunk tail spinner, I want it to be called a stinky catfish. The stinky catfish. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> I love it. We could do that, the stinky cat. Patent well, pending. if you look, and if I could get enough, if I could get enough skunk hair, I wouldn't mind that. But anyway, the if you notice, most of our lures have a cat theme: big, big cat, wild cat. Yeah. Um, that's because Doug, um, who started it, was a big, you know, right there, Moorhead, Kentucky. The Wildcats is the is a local college team, right? Big yeah. in the sports, so everything's. It, a lot of the names of the spinnerbaits are, are because of that. Gotcha. Well, well, stinky catfish would fit right in. I get it. <laughs> I, love it. I mean, here's the wild thing: some some of these old timers <laughs> did things for a reason. Yeah. And and that's I mean I don't know if it'll work or not, but it's you know it's something to look into. A guy had lots of pictures of monster muskies, and everybody looked up to him, yeah. and that's all he threw was. Yeah. And he actually had like treble hooks with no spinners on them. That were just uh-huh. giant flies that he used with just skunk hair and a giant treble hook, and he would like uh, drag that around the lily pads in his out of his canoe back in the day or whatever, and yeah. he caught him on that too. I don't know. Oh, but well, you, you know what they look like? What's that? Do you remember what they look like? Oh uh, yeah, they? yep, yep. So uh, we'll go from the eye hook back. It was uh, literally back in the day it was almost like a. a the the eye was almost uh, a to like a piece of metal if you actually took like a clothes hanger and twisted it so that the eye hook was literally just the eye of the circle that you started twisting it back. No, it was some kind of wire. It wasn't a clothes hanger. Yeah. Um, I don't remember because, like I said, it was a kid. They come in a little like a plastic bag. Um, I know it had a big treble hook on the back and it had a few beads in the middle that were able to slide a little bit, move. And just, it, to, just to keep that uh, blade from correct. getting hung up. And it had a blade on the middle of the wire. So as it pulled through, the blade was actually about two inches or three inches back. And then there was a few beads. And then there was this big chunk of like almost like a handful of skunk fur and this big treble hook that was stuck inside of it. Um, held on by chewing gum. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, I don't know how like he wrapped the wire to hook the hook on, but. 
I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know back in the day, but that's what it was. And, uh, you know, somebody had to put peanut butter and jelly together, too, at one point. So. <laughs> that's true. Well, that kind of leads into my next question is, like, how like how proprietary is the lore-making game? Like, how, like, can you, will you get in trouble if you accidentally fall upon someone else's design or, you know, how litigious is it? Do you have to worry about that? I think this guy's been gone for thirty years, but it's a good question because if you yeah. if you look, Larry Dahlberg made the Whopper Plopper, and now there's all kinds of lures that look exactly the same, oh. changed right. within fifteen percent to make it legal, or whatever right. it is. Well, that that is a problem in the industry, and and I have actually had to watch out because I have people that have started using the name Grim Reaper Lures. Hmm. Like they sell Grim Reaper spinnerbait on eBay. I found I Google, you know, I went on eBay. I'm like, uh, died Florida. I'm like, buddy, I just paid a lot of money for the name of this company. Um, it's been around since 1984. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he apologized and said, Oh, I, I, I didn't know it was a, he thought it was just a big spinnerbait. I'm like, no, it's a brand name. <clears throat> oh, oh, okay. Um, so he stopped and, and he was nice about it. We just had a conversation. Um, but no, there's, there's, there's certain things that I don't that I've been warned about, um, and that kind of scare me. And that some of the bigger box stores, particularly individual I won't name, has been known to basically take the product overseas, get it copied, and put it in a store under his own label. Sure, copycat lures. Yep. Yeah, and it's like you know he's got two or three attorneys on on payroll. You know, hmm. yeah. good luck trying to. Tough, to, tough to, to battle that. Yeah. There's lots of baits that are very, 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 very similar with a different name on them. Mm -hmm. So it would be very hard to have something like you have with a cool name that works really good and not have somebody try to steal it from you. Um, yeah. Because it's it, it, it would be difficult. I mean, the cool part is, is you guys make you know all your stuff in-house here in the country, and it's, and it's good quality, and... I think it's good though, it, too right now because you're getting a, a bigger market right now for more of a, uh, a, like a more of a, I don't know how to say it, like a, uh, a fisherman that is more selective. Uh, yes, they're being more selective. They don't want to get yeah. the 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 generic thing. They just don't want to fish with power bait, right? To use a yeah. uh, bad analogy, but it they want they want their. More selective, I guess. Yes, Steve, and in today's right? and in today's world, exactly. It's quality. A lot of times, the guys that actually live fishing will spend the extra money for something that's Absolutely. made correctly. Um, and I have twenty rods for sale because I've had to learn them lessons. Um, <laughs> you know, I well, have. That's, that's exactly it. It's it's a matter of quality. And and when I started buying these lures twenty years ago, twenty five years ago. Um, I'm like, wow, this is a totally different spinnerbait. And I wasn't a big fan of spinnerbaits until I started using these. I'm like, wow. This is it's, a, it's amazing it made that much of an impact on you that you wanted to not only use it but become a part of its yeah, legacy. That's awesome. That it's, It speaks mountains for the product itself. Yeah, it does. And, it, and it's, you know, I'd call him and, uh, you know, we get talking and I got to order this. And he would make whatever I wanted, just like I'd make whatever people want if they want a custom order. If they don't want a standard, you know, fire tiger, they want to change it up. But, you know, I just, I asked him probably 15 years ago, I said, what, what are you going to do with the company? I don't know. You know, and we just, we just got talking, got to be friends with them. And, and I'm, I'm just glad to keep it going because I get people calling almost every day and saying, I'm so glad I can still get this quality spinner bait. I'm going up here. I'm going to, you know, Wisconsin. Or I'm going up into Canada. I need quality i'm going to be catching trophy fish i'm going to be catching you know 20 inch largemouth every day i want to you know i got guys in the midwest that when they're down on lake okeechobee i'm centering lures to them because that's their secret weapon on lake okeechobee you want wow. to catch the big bass something they haven't and, seen before uh, yeah. and, I, said and, I, and honestly too in today's age i think looking back in the history of fishing from when i was a kid till now things go in spurts i think right now is a pinnacle height of anglers targeting muskies. 
You got the uh-huh. Midwest fisher gal who slams muskies for fun off her kayak, uh-huh. amazing angler. When she's not bass fishing. You got all yeah. her friends, all them girls up there that are catching them through the ice. You got, um, and I, and on yeah. just Instagram alone in the last, you know, three, four years, people are targeting muskies more than ever. It's like back when I was a kid, the only people that even fished for mus- muskies were two old dudes, like in a, in a 14 foot. <laughs> V-Haul boat with a little motor on it, and they were trolling all day long, talking about grumpy old men, whatever stuff it is. That's and, what my grandpa, my grandpa would do. Yeah, he, was, yeah. he was one of the two. He's talking yeah. about. Yeah. And, and I was one of the. He thought I was one of the old guys. <laughs> Brian, we told you put the phone down. We're about bud. done, bud. We'll get the bass. Just relax. <laughs> he said you. Everybody wants to catch a twenty-two inch bass. Yeah. That's why. I've been, Grabbed his I've phone been, again. I can go to Okeechobee. <laughs> I personally don't own any spinner baits, but now that we did this podcast, I have a slight Uh-oh. and my well, see, and, wait Uh-oh. a minute and my brother just caught a, a muskie that counted, and my other brother has one that don't. <laughs> I very well may have to buy a spinner now to see if I can catch yeah. one of these. Kind of want to get in it. Yeah, whether uh, it counts muskies. or doesn't, yeah. he wants to catch spinners. One. No, it will count because Maybe. I'm targeting them with a lure that we're trying. <laughs> So I think just for clarification purposes, Catfish, we should go back, re-edit that edited audio on the video from when you were a younger child. Yep. And instead of saying spinners, yep. we should say rooster tails. Because yeah. those it. are clearly the ones that you don't like. I don't like never rooster own. tails. Yeah. I don't like fishing with rooster tails. Nah, I find them annoying. I understand. And you know what they do? They A lot of them that aren't well made will spin the line instead of spin. Yeah. Yeah. It'll just twist all up. How many of these things you buy and pick? <laughs> There's only a few left. That's I mean, uh, and, that, and that's something good that you brought up. I would like our listeners to know the difference between you know Grim Reapers, what he's building, and rooster tails are not the same thing. No. Um, can I can I say that? Are you okay with that? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. That they're not they're not even they're the, not even close. No. Most yeah. most of these Grim Reaper spinners that we're looking at. Uh, they're all bigger than what you could catch with a rooster tail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. In our area, in our area, people would call them spinners. Like, it's just yeah, yeah. a, a yeah. side word for... Yeah. Um, Absolutely. For I, hell no. I want to ask a, a very technical question about some of these things that you're building, though, if I could. Uh-huh. Talk to me about the shape of the blades. I hear like oh. willow blade and Colorado. Then the Colorado blade. Like, let's talk about the shapes of these blades on some of these spinners. Okay. No, good question. What well, should I use and when and why? Um, we have four different models of blades, particularly on our one ounce and our one and a half ounce. You can get it in four different blade combinations. Um, it can be a double willow. It can be a tandem which is a Colorado willow. Then you can have a slow roll, which is a double Colorado. And then there's a triple, which is a triple willow. Um, the, the big differences are the, the Colorado blade has more of a thump. And uh, if you double it up like on a slow roll, it, you can use a slower retrieve. And if you rip it, it'll stay up on top. Guys want to rip it across the top of the bucktails and then want it to stay or on top of the, the wheat beds. They'll yeah. they'll use a they'll use a, a slow roll, and a double Colorado. Okay. Uh, in the spring, when the water temperature isn't up and the fish are a little lethargic, they're not fully active yet. Um, the the slow roll really works good for that. And in the late fall, guys guys use the the, the slow roll. The 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 biggest um, all around kind of is the tandem because it's got a Colorado in the front and the willow in the back. A lot of the musky guys want lots of flash, northern pike, so they'll use a double willow, which has lots and lots of flash. And then there's the triple willow, which is just like loads of flash. So Disco party. Yeah, so the willow is going to throw off a lot more flash as an attractant, but those Colorado blades, you were using the word thump, so I'm, I'm sensing... Like, that's going to be a vibration thing more than a visual attractant. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. It, it, adds, it adds a vibration to the flash, 
and because of the smaller, it doesn't have as big a diameter, and it doesn't rotate at the same speed as the willow. If you've ever uh, okay. bring in a tandem in, you'll see that the Colorado is rotating at a slower speed than the willow behind it. Mm. Um, the willows generally spin a lot faster. Um, okay, and and you see those on you know you know everyday bass spinners that you'd see, yeah. you know aisles and aisles of at the big box store. So I've just always wondered a little bit, like, well, what's the difference? Why would I choose one over the other? So that actually right. answers a lot of those questions. Yeah. It's good to know. Well, then you, then you go past those and you go into our cats. And in our spinner baits, um, we have different cat models. And one is the Wildcat, which is a one ounce. And then there's a bigger version of it called the Big Cat. That's one and a half or uh, one and a half ounce. And what that is, the main blade, the second blade, is a fluted Indiana. And it's, it's an oblong kind of a Colorado. It's, it's longer and narrower, but then the back edge of it is all full of ripples. Um, it's fluted, huh. they call it. And huh. as it spins, it actually sends out vibrations because it's not, you know, the, the blades spin and the edge of the, bl- edge of the blade is what's cutting the water as it spins around. Right. Well, now you've got a blade that's got a ripple in it as it spins around. So it's sending out different frequencies as it's spinning. Hmm. So a lot of guys will change it up and they make sure that they have some cats because they want a different, you know, they want to have a Willow Colorado, double Willow, but they also want to have a cat. And and you can't really buy these in the general stores because, I don't know, it's a unique blade to us, but the, the, to our spinnerbaits. And it sends out a different frequency and a different ripple. And guys will flip it, you know, switch it up, and they'll change to either the wildcat or the big, or the big cat. Okay. So that's that's a unique blade. You got to have blade. variety in your arsenal. I like it. Right. And again, I've, I'm looking at your big cat right th- now. I have never seen a blade like that that has what I, what looks to me is as a scallop. Yeah, it's like a ruffle. Exactly. Yeah, potato yeah. Chip. And I can see where that could put. Big cats have ripples. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could definitely put a different frequency or vibration in the water itself. That's yeah. Stevie, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm taking this all Man, in. I tell you what, <laughs> I was only wondering if if uh, if you threw one of these at Foulmouth, if you could catch a muskie that counted. <laughs> well, you know that's funny you mention that because <laughs> I was is. I was getting ready to tee up a question here for Kevin and that. If let's say let's say for the sake of argument, you got someone that's very inexperienced musky fisherman, hypothetically, it's not yeah, it's not too much concerned about catching the biggest musky in the river or the lake, but just wants to catch one. It, what what would what lure would give him the best chance to do that? Well, it would it would have a couple of different factors. It would it would depend on the time of the year um, and what the water. Let's say June, just for hypothetically. Yeah. yeah, for the sake like of argument. June eleventh or twelfth. <laughs> what two weekends from now? Hmm. Two weekends from now. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, if somebody was telling me they were going out musky fishing in two weeks and they needed an arsenal of lures. I would say you need to start out with an 850 bucktail. You're going to need some ounce and a half boss cat and a big cat. And I would say you probably want some one ounce when your arm gets tired to throw. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. When it gets get tired, you get down to one ounce. Yeah. 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 I wonder if I could throw it? these on the rod that Wayne Campbell built for me for the giant swim baits. Oh, I guarantee oh, it. Sure. Mm-hmm. I just, I might have just got oh. a new muskie. The only problem is I'm going to have to throw them from a helicopter so yeah. that I can sight fish them <laughs> or else they don't count. Well, they're 10 points that way. Yeah, okay. So, Kevin, we, we got to clue you in on this. So there, there's, okay. a little, there's a little bit of a debate. Controversy, if you will. Weather. A little? There's a huge disagreement in the group (laughs) as to whether it's more difficult to catch a muskie uh, sight fishing or whether it's more difficult to catch a muskie blind casting. Um, Now, do you care to weigh in on that? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, carried away. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of that? Mm. Um, the big thing with Muskie is if you haven't figured out that the lure at the boat, your life, and your casting, where their muskies are, mm-hmm. you probably missed muskies you don't even know about. About 50% of the muskies are generally caught at the boat in the figure eight. Yeah. Um, and unlike a northern pike, a northern pike will follow the lure, and if it sees the boat, it's gone. It's gone. Um, okay. That's why where I fish up a lot where there's northerns, you know, I typically, when the lure is out 30 feet or 20 feet from the boat, I make sure I pause it and let it drop. And then I'll bring it in, you know, and, and flip it a couple of times. Because if they're just following it and, and nipping at it or whatever, that drop will sometimes set them off and they'll grab it. And you do that before they see the boat. Right. But if you're fishing and you don't know, and the water's really stained and dark, and you're not figure eight, and you, you got a muskie following it, you know, you're, you, you don't know it's there unless you figure eight. Um, I was up on the French River, and the only muskie I saw, I cast it out, came in, brought it up to the boat, started turning it on the figure eight, and this thing came out from a totally different direction huh. under the boat and took a swipe at the lure. And I kept figuring eight. It wouldn't come back. Now, I don't know how it was under the boat. I don't know if I brought it to the boat on a different cast, but I was making sure I was figure eighting at every cast. If That's I had like him in three figure points. eight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you guys you can you can miss a, a muskie. As far as sight fishing, that probably would be a little bit easier because you know how to act. You can see it, it's laying by the by the bank and you cast to it, it's following it, you know to to figure eight it, you know, to keep working at it. Do you hear that, Whereas Bucky? You... <laughs> Sight fishing's Whereas easier. You're... It's yeah, easier just than just a blind cast of, uh, of 10,000. Well, you don't know what you have on it, so you don't know how to react. <laughs> See, I disagree with you, bud. And we won't get into it because you're a he guest. The guy who was great with this, Kevin. I wouldn't, it's, it's pointless to even. <laughs> sorry, we're just. There's no, I was just curious. They set you up, but this I'm mostly, sorry. I was a setup. Okay. This is mostly for Derek, just because I know he'll enjoy it. That's all. Wow. That was. Okay. Yeah, Derek was weighing in on this a little bit too today. Yeah, he's uh-huh. a funny guy, that <laughs> Derek Keller. Why don't we argue? I used to like him. Clown lords. I used to like him. Everybody's allowed an opinion, but I love that fact that you are going to argue with a guy that makes musky lures. <laughs> <laughs> You're not arguing with Stevie or Will anymore. Now it's the guy that makes lures. I love it. So, Kevin, but you know you've got him there. And yeah. he's got to decide. You, Like you said, you can't spook him. He knows you're there. Right. So, is that harder? He already weighed in, Buck. We're going to move on. <laughs> so, Kevin, I'm, I'm going to rewind a little bit back to a technique you said about a figure eight. Some of our uh-huh. listeners may not know exactly what that is in in regards to, to muskie or northern pike. So can you explain what a figure eight is at the boat? Well, it's the big a thing with muskie is a lot of times they're, they're apprehensive and they're watching. It's right. funny because they there are very few of them are even scared of a boat. Right. They'll come up to the side of the boat and it doesn't bother them. Uh-huh. But what you find is that they're following the lure and you've got to figure eight it basically just tease the heck out of them is what you're doing. And you want to, you want to bury it, you know, spin it around the corner quick, yank it across in front of the nose and slow it down and just create a figure eight shape with your rod tip. You're going to need to roll, you know, reel the, the lure up to, you know, within a foot or so of the tip so that it, follows your rod tip around the circle otherwise it just kind of sits in the middle and pivots you know your rod tip pivots around it you got to pull on it hard enough and exaggerate it so it follows your rod tip in a figure eight okay Um, so instead of a a retrieve and then just pulling it to the boat and pulling out of the water before you pull it out of the water you're going to do that figure eight at the side of the boat to try to you know entice that musky or a plague to hit okay what's what is the percentage on that though like what like I've never like I've never heard this before. So I I'm, oh, I'm doing the well, figure eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I have. I just wanted Kevin to 
Kevin, what did you say, though? You said what percentage of fish are actually caught doing that or you lost not doing it? I've I've talked to many guides, and they generally say about 50% is is caught at the boat on a figure eight. Wow. Right at the – and you see so many videos of this online, and it is insane to watch. When they hook into one of these Mm – and I'm just going to downsize it a little bit to 40-inch. Like 40-inch or better, muskie that's smashing the the lure at the side of the boat a foot under the water. It's yep. pretty intense because, yeah. I mean, the, you don't have much Then they fight. start peel and drag yeah. and take off. Sight fishing. Yep. Sight fishing. <laughs> Plus 10. Yeah, and the big thing is most most people don't understand it, but most of the muskie fishermen, they have a net that's large and it has a deep basket. And the reason they do that is they actually leave the fish confined in the net. Yeah over the side of the boat while they're unhooking it. Right. So they'll leave the fish in the water. It's, you know, it's in the net. It's it's in the water. And they'll reach down in and, and, and unhook it and get it out. And then they'll pull it in, take a quick photo. You know, yep. never a vertical hold, always a horizontal hold, support yeah. the belly. And then, you know, they'll take a quick measurement and back it goes. And this sure. is, and that, that right there is something that Will alluded to when he talked about um, getting the picture quick with his muskie and catfish mm-hmm. talks about this all the time when he talks about you know the big flatheads on the river these are giant predatory fish that have been around for a long long time and you have to uh you know respect that fish get your picture you need to have your moment with it but get right. it back in the water make sure you're taking care of it you don't want to abuse them catch and release what do you say catfish you say release the um not release the beast. What would you say? You used to say fighter. it all the time. Release the fighter. That's release it. Because yeah, free the free the fighter. Free the fighter. Yep. Yeah. We we've had we've actually had some pretty amazing size flatheads over the year that would be pushing state records that we have gotten some pictures <clears> of and just there's no reason to try to harness that fish at two in the morning and try to get a certified scale and everything else and you know up until just a few years ago you know they wanted you to kill a flathead in order to legitimately weigh it in and now that has changed but still even if you took great care with a 50 pound flathead to get it to a a certified scale and try to really it's not going to to live so muskies are a big predatory fish you were saying some of the size of the ones that were kept they were catching you got to give that respect. It took a while for that dinosaur to get like that. Absolutely. And um, to kill it just oh, for some Instagram glory, I find that to be less of a fisherman than to just smile and go, I win. Go on, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Go on, buddy. So right. that's me. I love it. Yeah, I mean, most of these fish you're talking about that size are 30 years old or better. That's what wow. I'm saying. Wow. So you're, you're, you know, you're, you're not, they're, they're not, the stock that you want to eat, that's for sure. Just take a picture. The reproduction are even better nowadays than the, the original fish. If you're going to get a mount, the reproduction, they can do it from a picture. Yeah. Just give them the length, and they'll they'll make you a, an unbelievably good mount. Beautiful. Hey, listen. So, unfortunately, I have to be the bad guy here. We're, we're kind of fish. We're, we're, we're close on time. And I don't want to get... We already told you these weren't rooster tails. I know. <laughs> I don't want to get through the whole podcast and not ask you... I'm just you kidding, bud. The, ...the part of the show where we call uh, the Fast Five. Oh, yeah. It is that time, I suppose. Yeah. And we and I, and I we ask you five questions. Um, quick answer. Anything off the top of your head. No wrong answers at but, all. But Buck, you'll tell you if they are. That's right. <laughs> and uh, it's actually kind of fun. Uh, to, an improv answer. Whatever you feel... Uh, okay. comes to you first. So okay. hit him with number one, Catfish, go for it. What are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? My kids. There you go. Perfect answer. Solid. Uh, two, what is the one thing you can't live without in the outdoors? In the outdoors? A fishing rod. Mm-hmm. All right. Gotta have makes something. Makes sense. Yeah. Gotta have something to throw all of those spinners. Love it. <laughs> Spinners. What makes you happy? What makes me happy? Sitting on my boat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good call. 
All right, I'm I don't go- know if it's the boating. I don't know if I go fishing because I want to go boating or if I go boating because I want to go fishing. I'm not sure. It's neither, it actually. It's, it's neither. It's the water. You just don't know it. It's the water that kind of moves right. your soul. Yep. People are always connected to earth, wind, fire, water, whatever, and, you know, water's just some That's people are drawn to it. They just don't realize yep. it because the boat's epic, the fishing rods are epic, the fishing is epic. If you take all that away and sit on the edge of the bank of the river and put your feet in the mud, <laughs> I bet you're just as happy. <laughs> all right, Kevin. Love it. Number four, what is on your bucket list? Oh, man. To get out into the Midwest in some of these um, lakes that these guys like Smokies, Smokies Muskie Shop is right on the lake. And um, and I want to go up there and fish these lakes with these guys. I get so many invites from right. guides and tackle store owners. Um, yeah, I'd like to get to the point where I can take a summer and just meander to you know, as retirement comes, hopefully, and and hit some of these lakes and meet some of these guys that I talk to that just, you know, talk talk fishing that I learn from all the time, every day, talking to these guys. Okay. That, techniques and that sounds ideas. great, yeah. Nice. I love old-timers. All right, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to wrap it up with number five on an easy one. You ready, Kevin? Okay. What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie? Um, I can picture it. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's a damn good movie. Oh, that's a good one. Andy Dufresne. Uh, what was that uh, his name? Right. He my good friend. <laughs> my best good friend. My yeah. best good friend. Oh, no, that's right. Girl through five hundred That is good stuff. So, Stevie. Yeah. Uh, why don't you help Kevin and get everybody in touch with him so they can check out these lures. If there's any left, there's not. When you go I, across the website, you I start just check the website. Down, it says out of, stock, out of stock, out of stock, out of stock. And Pick's got it's the, Brian's the fault. voicemail box and he's full. Yeah, he's got a tackle <laughs> trailer. A message for, now. <laughs> a tackle trailer. Tractor trailer. I better not be whole skunks in the mail. <laughs> you never know. No we'll see, promises. We'll we see about promise. that too. Go ahead, Stevie. Well, you can find us at RuttenRiverPursuits.com. Stevie, you can find hold that thought. Hold that thought. You're supposed to ask Kevin where where we can find him. Well, I'm getting there. You can get your own podcast here in about five minutes. Sorry, (laughs) sorry, Stevie. You you do you. You go back to doing you. I'm sorry. Hey, Kevin. Yes. Why don't you uh, let our listeners know where they can find you and place an order? All right. We are at GrimReaperLures.com. You can catch us on Facebook or you can catch us on our website. Um, we, we have a fully e-commerce store there. You can uh, add to cart. You can see the different color combinations. Uh, we have almost all 500 and some of our spinnerbaits now online. If you don't find the color in the, in the size you want, just go look at the color sheet, and then we'll make it in the size that you want. <laughs> I thought it was interesting wording, but then it kind of sunk in when you said that. You can catch us on Facebook. You can catch, and catch us. us on Instagram. I get it. <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> can't get can't get one past you guys. I'll tell you. Nope. <laughs> I want to go musky fishing now. I'm ready. I made a list of what you said we need. I got it written down: the 850 buck and the big cat. Yeah, order me one of them when you order. <laughs> I'll pay you. Three. Well, I got one. I got one more tidbit. Okay, Go ahead. let's hear it. This is my general rule, and it's happened many a times where we have been fishing four of us on my pontoon boat or my parents' boat, where there's four of us, and we're all throwing different colors, Grim Reapers, and one color is killing them. Years ago, I mean, one of my number one colors up there is a perch. You get a perch colored one ounce, and Basically, what has happened is we're off throwing, and one color's catching. I was catching. I caught three pike on that one color. Right. And basically, I took the lure off, and I handed it to my buddy, and I said, you throw it. And huh. he started throwing it, and he started catching. So color is really can be critical. Yeah. So what I generally do, and that's happened a few times. Actually, one time it was his son. 
he was throwing our shad and he was just knocking them dead and we're all looking at him like what the heck so we all yeah. tried to color and it, it was all color that day but what we wouldn't one of the things that we generally do is if i'm not if we're all casting we try not to use the same colors on the boat and until we figure out what they're hitting on sure and if if I'm casting, I'm not getting anything. In about half an hour, 45 minutes, I change colors. And what I generally do is I try to change categories because I kind of put our lures into three categories. you got your standards, your black, your white, and it comes to different variations. You've got your naturals, perch, crappie, walleye, all those different colors we have. And then you have what I call the obnoxious. That's your fire tiger, your clown, you know, your real bright chartreuses, um, the one year it was uh, chartreuse and black was just killing them, um, and that's generally what I do. Is if, if I'm if I'm if I'm throwing a natural, which I usually start with, what I'll do is flip switch it up, and I'll switch to a different category until I can find what they're hitting. Yeah. So. Good tip. That's a great tidbit. Yeah. All right. Cool. Love it. Love it. Pro tip of the week, right there. Very Love very it. cool. Well, Stevie, that means you got to order twelve of each now. Yeah, <laughs> so that everyone can throw a different color. <laughs> yeah, all right, or the same color when we find one that's. Yeah, hidden. I get you. Yeah, oh, I love it. All right, Stevie. <clears throat> yeah. When we're not swimming the circle eight at the uh, edge of our boats or sight fishing for one point, where can folks <laughs> find us? Uh, you can find us at com. Hop on over to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for Rutten River Pursuits. Or check us out on YouTube. Search Rutten River Pursuits Podcast. Download the podcast on all podcast apps like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Any very, three very of those cool. will work. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for your time, bud. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Everybody get over there and check that stuff out. Go catch you some musky this weekend. I'm heading to the beach to surf fish, but you guys go catch some musky. I want to see some pictures. Yep. Okay. Cool. See you, boys. See ya. There's a club on Cabron. Is that the, the fish finder? That's going off. Brian's calling the hotline. You're trolling right now, right? more orders. What's Brian, hang up. I'll just let the voicemail pick up and I'll do my order on the answering machine. (laughs) So if you get a if you get a sixteen by eighteen by twenty four box, there might be a skunk in. There may be a skunk in. Yeah, we may send you the whole skunk, and you'll have to do the work. You can dispatch it, right? (laughs) Just be aware. Get the tail off this skunk and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you get a box from the Rutten River guys. Live animals. Yeah. <laughs> I personally don't own any spinner baits, but now that we did this podcast, I have a slight Uh-oh. and we'll my pan- wait Uh-oh. a minute. And my brother just caught a, a muskie that counted, and my other brother has one that don't. <laughs> I very well may have to buy a spinner now to see if I can catch yeah. one of these kind of want to get in it. Yeah. Whether uh, it counts musky. or doesn't, yeah. he wants to catch Spinners! One. No, it will count because Maybe. I'm targeting them with a lure that we're trying. <laughs>